I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do from our last episode. Okay, please do tell. We heavily butchered the family name in Encanto. Did we really? Yeah. I don't remember what we said, but I'm listening to it in the car, and I'm like, "Mm." like my head is doing this little twitch, like, no, that's not 100% right. And... Then I was like hearing the music in Target. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what is this? This sounds really good. And it's Madrigal. Okay. I don't know what we said, but it's welcome to the family, Madrigal. Dee, dee, dee. I sang it for the purposes of correctly saying the name. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But we didn't say that. I don't know what we did. Uh, we are very sorry. So we we we, fix, we fixed it. We apologize. The second thing I'd like to bring up is my oh my can red lipstick just totally change the way a person looks. <laughs> that's how and we're I, prefacing this. That's how we're starting out this episode. Yes, and I feel like you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um. I'm going to assume that we're talking about Ariana DeBose. Yes. Yeah. Because I did not recognize her at all. She's like a chameleon. Well, yeah. Also, you know, we saw her in the prom, and in the prom she's supposed to play a high school girl, so they had all, like, light pink and, like, glossy lip gloss on, and here she was playing Anita, and Anita needs red lipstick. Anita needs, needs red lipstick. Absolutely. She needs it. (laughs) I am, I will start this off. I am a little disappointed that they did not put her in purple for I like to be in America, but we'll let that one slide. Oh, was that like a thing? Well, the iconic, like Anita wore purple in that whole scene. Oh, well, they put her in the contrasting color of purple, which is yellow. We'll, we'll get to, we'll talk about the costumes. I am just a little disappointed she didn't wear purple, but I also understand it, so we'll get into it. Okay, well, we are discussing West Side Story, which yes. is available on Disney+, Plus, and it's rated PG-13. It is also available on HBO Max. Oh, is that where you watched it? No, I watched it on Disney Plus, but I knew that it was going to be on Disney Plus in March, but it looks like HBO Max also has it streaming there. Well, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) Now you do. Now I do. (laughs) What were the awards, Danielle? So at the Academy Awards that have not aired yet, they will be in two weeks? No. Yeah, next, next two Sundays. Week. I think it's the last weekend in March. Okay, yes. So in two weeks, um, this is nominated for Best Film. Uh, Best Ariana DeBose is nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. 
uh, best production design, best sound, best costume design, best cinematography, and best directing for Steven Spielberg. At the Golden Globes, uh, it won Best Picture Musical or Comedy. Uh, Rachel Zegler won for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, and Ariana DeBose won for Best Supporting a Actress Motion Picture, and then Steven Spielberg was nominated for Best Director in a Motion Picture. I'm sitting here like, they did? And I forgot that we just decided we weren't going to have a Golden Globes this year. They just kind of announced everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for, I was like so surprised, but then I was like, of course I'm surprised I didn't sit down and watch it. Yeah, that was like peak, peak Omicron. Yeah. Which feels like forever ago, but really was just like, what, two months ago? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're living in an abyss at this point. You know? time, time is a man-made construct. <laughs> a story based on the forbidden love of <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, our star cop... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Man, teaching today was a chore as well, for the same reasons. Our star-crossed lovers find their way to each other across feuding families on the island of Manhattan. So our characters, our former top jet, Tony, played by Ansel Elgort. He is currently on parole for injuring an Egyptian king in a different brawl. Uh, his best friend is Riff, played by Mike Faist. Um, he starts issues with head of the Jets, Bernardo, played by David Alvarez. Bernardo is a boxer who's trying to make it in America with his wife, girlfriend, wife. I don't think they're married yet because she makes references about wanting to be with her. Okay, so Anita, played by Ariana DeBose, and his little sister Maria, played by Rachel Zegler. Uh, Bernardo is trying to set his sister up with his quiet best friend Chino, played by Josh Andre Rivera. Uh, Officer Krupke, famous role, is played by Brian Darcy James. Lieutenant Shrank is played by Corey Stoll. And then the shop owner, owner of Docs, is played by Valentina, the famous Rita Marino, who was the OG Anita in 1961's West Side Story. That is right. What an interesting fact that you've included for all of us. Thank you. You are welcome. I really like the original West Side Story. Keep that in mind as we continue talking about okay. <laughs> this film. Oh, right. It's still me. Okay. It's still you. <laughs> Don't pass the baton yet. Not like we have not done 220, what is this, three of these? It's not 200. It's like 100 and change. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. You, you and I are riding the same struggle bus. We're both pat sitting in the front row. First class. So, in true 1950s fashion, the sharks and the jets rumble in the salt sheds. I've never said anything that's more 1950s movie. Yeah, the sharks and the jets are going to rumble in the salt sheds. Say right. that five times fast. I won't because I already messed it up once. <laughs> Salt sheds is a hard term to say, especially for someone like me who had to take speech class for many, many years for my S's. Anyway, Tony goes to try to stop this rumble as instructed by Maria, but is not able to. The brawl happens and Riff and Bernardo die. Tony is then wanted for Bernardo's death. Maria and Tony fight but make amends and plan to run away again together until Maria is questioned by the police about the incident. 
Maria sends Anita to docks to give Tony a message, but when she arrives, it is full of jets and she is attacked and incredibly hard scene to watch. Um, this is broken up by Valentina. Uh, Anita goes with, you know, to give a message, but after this attack happens, she um, changes her heart. She has a change of heart and she tells Valentina that Chino killed Maria when he found out about everything going on. Valentina relays this message to Tony, who then runs out looking for Chino because he too wants to die. And I don't know how much of your ending covers this, so this is where I stopped. Okay. Tony sees Maria in the streets and he runs to her, realizing that she's not dead after all. Chino shoots him twice from behind. Maria takes the gun and threatens to shoot all of them herself after Tony's dead body is lying in the street. But instead, she just cries over his body. The jets lift up Tony's body to be carried away. The cops drive into the abandoned street, and we can assume that they're there for Chino to just pick up where they left off in this unfortunate chain of events. Yes. End scene. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So what was the rating on IMDb? IMDb was a 7.5. The meta score was an 85 on Metacritic. And the user score was a 7.2. Okay, so I did not tell you this, but I got a little crazy. I got a little crazy. So crazy. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 92% and the audience gave it a 94%. And just for comparison's sake, I looked up the 1961 West Side Story. The critics gave it a 93% and the audience gave it an 84%. So, Did you want me to do that for... Um, here, I actually have West Side Story open on IMDb, uh, but not the one that I'm looking for. Give me two seconds. West Side. West Side. West Side. West Side Story. Oh, boy. Um, on IMDb, West Side Story, 1961. Mm-hmm. I really like that they kept their years the same. 1961, 2021 uh, is a 7.6 out of 10 rating. So it's a little higher. Just a, just a teensy bit. It's a little bit better. <laughs> I am ready for your review whenever you are, my friend. Excellent. You go first because I forgot to do this part of my... <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, All right, so I picked this review. This is actually from three days ago, so would you look at that? Best Supporting Actress nominee, Ariana DeBose, shines. But when she's not on screen, the film... On screen? But when she's not on screen, the film bogs down quite a bit, and she's not on screen nearly enough to hold the audience's attention. There's nothing quite like a great musical... And this is nothing like a great movie musical. Oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing quite like a great movie musical. And this is nothing like a great uh, movie musical. Mostly forgettable songs and a pretty average cast, aside from DeBose and Newcomer. Newcomer. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? Newcomer. (laughs) Newcomer. Rachel Zegler. Meh. I kind of like that they just ended it with meh. Meh. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick this one. Okay. It's a four out of 10. Okay. And it says, on a par 
with the original. Not on par, on a par. Is anyone going to tell him? Is anyone going to tell this person? No, no one's going to tell Grants with two S's. New York, 1950s. I can't, I can't not do it in that voice. Maria and Tony. Oh, no. Are two youngsters in two rival gangs, the Sharks and the Jets, respectively. They meet and fall in love. This will have fateful consequences. I genuinely, fine, right? Almost like introducing it as an action film. But then I generally dislike musicals. I'm done. Then why make a review about a musical? Though there are several exceptions. No, sir. There are not several exceptions to anything. There's either one exception or it's a thing that you like. You can't be like, I dislike vegetables, but there are several exceptions. No, you say, I like some vegetables. I dislike vegetables, but I will eat cucumbers, carrots, peppers, broccoli, sometimes cauliflower when made into mashed or um, hash brown form. This person, yeah, so... Though there are several exceptions, see the list of my favorite musicals on my IMDb profile. Oh, Oh, this is a plug. No, thanks. Um, Oh, so this is the full sentence without the parentheses. I generally dislike musicals and the original West Side Story. Released in 1961 is an example of why this person does not like musicals, apparently. The overly theatrical acting, random random musical detours hey it's a musical that's what we do we randomly sing and sometimes we randomly go into flash mobs because it's a musical and in that universe it's acceptable yeah so campy music and acting style instead of substance musical interludes instead of good plot development in this case, the music actually detracts from the plot as it is hard to imagine these being tough. Okay, so this is funny. It's hard to imagine these being tough gang members when they are constantly singing and flamboyantly dancing around. There are some catchy tunes, but that's about the extent of the positives. This Steven Spielberg directed remake is on par with the original, which is not a compliment. All that's dull and irritating about the original is here too. I only agree with one part and it's the part where he says, <laughs> cause I thought, I always thought that this was a little ironic that you have these tough gang members and they're like, cha 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 Snapping down the street, you know, with the. Yeah, yeah. they're like, they're very three, I, 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 but I get it. It's a musical, but they're like, cha 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 down the street and they're like but i'll fucking knife you you know <laughs> yeah absolutely like the whole i mean the original it's just like they're they're street they're fight dancing yeah here in this one i feel like it was more fighting than fight dancing in the original it's straight fright dancing i think they were separate i think there was fighting and then there was dancing and other than the one scene between tony and riff yeah. trying to conquer the gun yeah. That was like the only fight dancing. I think it was too separate. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie um, Footloose? You know, I gotta come. Yes. It's like 
Kevin Bacon in that movie, the one scene where he gets so frustrated that he just has to dance it out. It's like, what are we doing, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Great, absolutely fantastic film. I love that film a lot. But also, like, what what are we, why are we just breaking into dancing and running around this, like, factory that you work in for no reason, but, like, doing it to never, ever, ever. I don't know, but I guess it's worth a shot, right? I might give it a try. Hey, you know what? I'll give you a big open field if you like. The next time I lose my mind, I'm just going to start tap dancing in my office. And be like, I just got to dance. <laughs> I got to dance this one out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my faculty meeting and be like, all right, guys, I got to dance this one out. Let me mull it over. <laughs> Go in my office and I'm doing like plies. Maybe that's why weddings always end with a big dance because at the end of the the whole wedding pro- process, you just got to dance it out. Oh, you're uh, you're overwhelmed by the amount of money that you spend, so you just want to... And all the planning that you have to do. Eh. Eh. <laughs> it's a cakewalk. Well, okay. <laughs> so, do so you... that would be, that would for sure be one of my lows, though. The fact that it was like, it was dancing or fighting, and there wasn't a whole lot of that, like, combined choreography that could could have could have made it better. Okay, I can agree with that. Um, I want to talk about my, my highs, if that's okay. Sure. I mean, of course, my first two highs are Ariana DeBose and Rachel Zegler. I think that they were both absolutely fantastic. I would add Mike Face into that as well. I think that he was great, too. I did see some reviews saying that he they did not like his performance, but I don't really understand why. Um, I do want to say that I think that I really liked the risks that Steven's well I like the changes that Steven Spielberg did to this movie the one ones in particular is the depth to each character the idea of Tony being on parole that he has this backstory that he's trying to be good I think that's very fascinating for his character you get a little bit of backstory on Riff being like he's in he's had a tough upbringing like he has nowhere else to go structuring the whole movie around a ghetto that's being destroyed so that they can build Lincoln Center and luxury condos adds a completely different layer to this story about gangs trying to uh, maintain control of a property that they're both going to lose anyway. Mm. I think that that was an excellent, excellent I, it, I can only credit Spielberg for that. I have to say that it was him. And I also just really like Steven Spielberg. I've watched a two-hour documentary on him alone in his movies, and I find him incredibly cool. I also think that when he was first coming out, up, it was him, George Lucas, Marty Scorsese, and then I would say Francis Coppola were all doing movies at the same time. They all had, like, big movies coming out, and they were all, like, feeding off of one another. And that's why we have some of the greatest movies of our time. So it's fascinating. Mm. I uh, like that you called him Marty. It's like you're on another level with him. Me, me and Marty are friends. Me and Marty, we hanging out. <laughs> so <clears throat> that was a big high for me. Um, I liked the updated version of I Feel Pretty and I Like to Be in America. Uh, I feel pretty. The original was done in a dress shop. This one was done in a um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Not a convenience store, Danielle. I think it was a department store. Department store. That's the word I'm looking for. Convenience store. Yeah, it was done at the 7-Eleven on the corner. Um, and I Want to Be in America, it originally took place on a roof after the dance. This took place the next morning, and it was a big, you know, walk through the neighborhood type deal. And mm. I thought that was great. Um my last high, and then I'll hand it over to you, is the costume design was superb. Um, but? No, no, it was great. Oh. It was great. I made the comment earlier that in the original, Anita wore purple, but that's because in the original, they used color the same way they use color here. They use color to signify the two different groups. So the jets are shown in reds, in purples, in uh, red, mostly reds and purples. The uh, jets in the original were in yellows and blues and greens, I think. In this one- Wait, you said, you said jets for both. I'm sorry, sharks. No, hold on. Sharks were purple and red, jets were jets yellows were yellow and greens. Yellow, blue. And Green. yes. In this one, the- Nobody's blue. <laughs> the jets are blue and like cool tones yeah. where the sharks are reds and browns and yellows yeah. they're in warm tones like the big dance scene you can clearly tell the difference between the two yes from the yeah. colors even in the brawl scene the jets are wearing black and white the sharks are wearing browns and burgundies and like rust colors mm, that's true i didn't think about it like that so it's a little detail and you miss it if you miss it but i, I can't miss that and then as the movie progresses maria originally starts off with a red belt around her white dress towards yes. the end of the movie she's wearing blue which you only see jets wearing and you also see valentino wearing like floral dresses that are blue and yellow so it shows that she's that mix of both that sees both sides that's right okay. good eye those are my highs <laughs> i i also really liked the the first shot in the beginning i put it was like a crane like shot i don't really know if it was i didn't really know what to call it but like that long kind of like man, man, maneuvering shot and then it like pops to who I forget who it is. Was it Riff? Riff, yeah. Beginning? Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. I also liked the coloring of the film overall because the film is dated, right? There are a lot of things that happen in this film that are dated. And while the film was done recently, I liked that the color quality kind of made it look like, hey, this is an older film. Yeah. Um, they, they, they use their filters well. You know I'm always a big fan. Uh, I hate things that are too, like ultra hd yeah. i like things how, that are grainy how dare you be modern no give me <laughs> give me the the cameras that they used in 1961 or give me death exactly yep i got it <laughs> i was not a hundred percent sold on um ansel elgort's acting I thought his yeah. mannerisms were good. I thought his accent was good. I thought his voice was great. I can't tell if it was his lack of chemistry with Maria, Tony and Maria, 
or if it was just every time he had to be sentimental, I was not about it. I wasn't like, I wasn't feeling it. There were a couple of moments that came through when he's like climbing up the staircase. But even then I was like, I'm not, I'm not sold. I agree with you. He was my low as well. He seemed too goofy. Like he was tall and he was like kind of awkward looking where like the original Tony, I watched this with my mother and I'd like you to know that when this movie came out in theaters, my mom was like, I want to go see this in theaters. I saw the original in theaters. And if it was 61, my mom was probably like, like a teenager. And my, when I watched this with my mom the first time, my mom was like, Tony was the hottest guy when when this movie came out like he the original tony is a freaking hunk like his blue eyes piercing <laughs> with the dark hair and the t- oh god he's so handsome uh, <laughs> ansel doesn't hold doesn't hold a candle does not hold a candle it's it's not the fact that he's tall or not as attractive i just i wasn't sold on his acting in these moments, it wasn't like, it wasn't that, I can't, I really can't figure out what it is, right? I can't figure out if it's the fact that like, I needed him to like show more emotion or I needed like more of a gesture here, or if it was just that, you know, Maria was good by herself, but whenever they did things together, it was like a lack of chemistry on both of their parts. I, yeah. I, I can't, I'm, I don't know, I'm having a hard time here. But like I said, his mannerisms, his accent and his voice, I thought were good, really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I my uh, one of my favorite so- songs is uh, Maria. Like, I just kissed a girl named Maria. Oh, such a great song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt like that did f- uh, fall a little flat. Also, this is just, I think this is just a me thing. But maybe it's also a you thing. But it's, it's definitely a me thing. My absolute favorite song in this movie is Officer Krupke. Uh, in the 1961 version, I die laughing every time they whack him on the head and they go through the whole thing. And it just wasn't as good in this as the original. I thought, well, I thought it was good. My favorite song is America. Yeah. Yeah. But Krupke is is a close second. I love... And then, then obviously I feel pretty. I remember being in Miss Dooley's class, who is our music teacher. Danielle, we're getting to our IRL moments. Oh crap! Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't say that. But I'll just say that Miss Dooley played Officer Krupke for us, and I fell out of my. Ch- I was the only one laughing, but I fell out of my chair every time he got hit with the the thing, the <laughs> rolled up piece of paper, because it literally literally does crack me up. So the one other thing that I, oh no, I just exited out of the freaking oh, no. article. The other, I w- so basically what I was going to say is I wasn't 100% sold as to why we needed to re- redo this movie, this mm, musical. Okay. I, and a movie thing. I wasn't sure why. And so I looked it up and, and Steven Spielberg had never done a musical before. Um, I think I saw this on Screen Rant, Movie Rant was the source. He had never done a musical before. He wanted to do this. It seemed like it was a great challenge because the 1961 version did so well. Mm-hmm. So many nominations, so many awards. So I think he was like trying to be up for the challenge. 
was what I gathered from the article. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I guess. I don't know. It it didn't it didn't become more modern. It didn't like other than like the few changes that you mentioned, I didn't understand why we would redo this. Or like at the very least, why we wouldn't try to tell the story of Romeo and Juliet in a different way. Because that's what this is, right? So like yeah. why would like you right Lion King, Hamlet with cats, right? <laughs> West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet with gangs instead of families. I right? just so I, I just oh. watched uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Absolutely fantastic movie, but that is Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, but set in a teen like a, a high school. Yes. And so I can appreciate these things. I just didn't understand why why redo this especially because there's so many things that happen in this movie that are like severely outdated i mean it's 1961 yeah well i i I know but like you know i know but you know (laughs) yes yes you know snack Snack break break. so what'd you eat so i went to the market and mm. I f- w- did not go in there by intending to buy this, but it was there. And I was like, huh, I haven't had this in a while. I found a beautiful spaghetti squash. Ooh. I did not think that they were in season. They're usually in season in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. But it was there. It's calling my name. So while <laughs> I was watching uh, The Bachelorette the other night, I roasted it. And I also made some chicken. So uh, the other afternoon when I watched this... I had a little spaghetti squash and chicken moment, and it was delicious. That is much better than what I did. I wa- started watching this at like 11-something at night, finished it around like 2 o'clock in the morning uh, last night, and woke, fell asleep at one point, woke up and just started screaming, Maria. <laughs> Maria, 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 Maria. I wasn't eating at this point, but my recommendation would obviously be popcorn. But more importantly, your favorite movie theater candy. Mm. I feel like good. You know, it, it brings back memories, especially if you've seen the original. So I would, I would double up on the nostalgia. I just told Nick today that I'd like to go to the movies to see the new Batman. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's coming on, out on HBO Max. I'm like, yeah, but... I feel like that would be good to see in the movies. But what yeah, is but, what is your go-to movie theater candy? Oh, I used to love those chocolate-covered uh, chocolate chip cookie dough bites. Cookie dough bites are the shit. So good. They really are. Dave never knew what they were, and then I saw them in the store, and I was like, ah, you got to get these. You got to do this. Don't ever do it again, but you got to do it once. Absolutely. Nicholas, do you like cookie dough bites? Talking what is a cookie dough bite? Are you talking about the movies? Yeah, like uh, the chocolate-covered cookie dough bites. Nah, I'm a crunchy bunch. Oh, bunch of crunch is also very good. I don't know what bunch that is. Crunch? Bunch of crunch, I want to say, is my second. It's like, imagine like a Nestle crunch bar, mm. but instead of being in bar form, they're in little like clusters of crunchies. Oh, I could I could get on board with that. They're they're really really good. I highly recommend Bunch of Crunch. I would like to add that to my list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah. So, absolutely. I agree with you on the uh, movie theater candy. I just, I have no desire to go to the movies anymore. I'm an extra, I've decided that I'm an extrovert in every sense of the way, except for wanting to go to the movies. That's the one thing I'd rather do indoors. Do you feel like you have too many reactions to movies that you're not allowed to do that in public? Oh, I'm 100% an embarrassment to anybody who goes to the theater with me. (laughs) You know what? No, you're not, because I once went to the movie theater with my dad, and he fell asleep and started snoring. So at least you're not doing that at the movie theater. Both of my parents took me to see Disney's Hercules, and both of them were out, out like trout, snoring in the theater. And I'm like, how? How do you fall asleep to Hercules? It's Danny DeVito and it's James Woods. I don't understand how we did this. Yeah, it happens. My mom, on the other hand, is a crier. Oh, God, that woman cried at 13 going on 30. The woman cries at every movie. (laughs) You just hear. Yep. In the back. Yep. And if you really go to, I went to go see a movie with her. Uh, I went to go see um, A Star is Born with her. Oh, um, my God. That one was bad. We, I never saw that. I will not spoil it for you because I know that uh, I was with someone when they got the movie spoiled and they were very, very upset that Sarah, Sarah's probably listening. Sarah, when Hugo spoiled Stars Born for you, you were probably you were very, very upset and you wanted to uh, kill him. Uh, that was a rough start to her DC uh, vacation, but it's very, very good. And I remember when Nicholas told me he was going to watch it. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, yeah, why not? And then it was very, very sad for him. It's a sad movie. Okay. I don't, I don't really know a whole lot about it. So. I'm, I'm not going to tell you much. All right. Just know that you wind up crying. Thanks. You're welcome. And also, Gaga is fantastic in that movie. Gaga. Yeah. My expectation okay. for this dates back to the fact that I was trying to remember how much of it was on par with Romeo and Juliet. So the knife scene, I couldn't remember who was supposed to die. And so when they both died, I was like, oh, nope. Because I couldn't remember that at all. Yeah, you know, you know, I was thinking that too. I was like, I had, okay, when did you read Romeo and Juliet in school? Eighth grade and then freshman year of high school. Same. So I also read it twice. And I've seen the um, the movie uh, Baz Luhrmann's reboot of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes back in the 90s. I've watched that a decent amount of times. Mm-hmm. And I remember, as after watching it, I do remember that like one on each side winds up dying. Yeah. So I... I- thought it was, I was trying to recap this today actually I thought it was that when there's a fight Juliet's brother kills Romeo's cousin and then Romeo kills Juliet's brother yes yes that sounds correct which is basically what happened in this yes yeah but I didn't remember it that way I just thought Romeo I just thought it was Juliet's brother I forgot the order of things. And and this happened so quickly, like one yeah. after the other. And I was like, oh, my God. It was Benvolio was the cousin. And then I want to say it was Tybalt was the brother. Tybalt sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> go, go figure. All there I can see is John Leguizamo's face as Tybalt in the Bass Lerman adaptation. So, you know, whether or not it's based on Romeo and Juliet, but was that kind of your expectation too going into this? I... I I didn't really think about the Shakespeare aspect of it. I mean, I always knew that that was what the original was based off of. I immediately thought of the original. I remember seeing the commercial for this. I think it was at the last Super Bowl. They like teased a trailer for it. And when you see something like this that they're remaking, and then you see Steven Spielberg's name tagged onto it, there's so many things that get you very very excited like new west side story with directed by steven spielberg that gets you excited but then there's also this bit of worry in the back of your head because these are two things that are very beloved and if it goes wrong it could be really bad and that's where i get this like oh god i really hope it's good Um, exactly um I, at the end of this, I thought that Spielberg did a good job. I think he held up to the story. I think that the actors, sh- like, shined. But I still just feel pretty meh about it. I don't know if I necessarily needed this to be remade. That's what I'm saying. But th- then again, we're at this time where everything needs to be remade, apparently. And we don't have an original thought, but also we're consuming media at such a crazy pace that I guess the only thing that we can do is remake things because people can't come up with original things fast enough. But that's just a greater critique on how, <laughs> how we consume media these days. I know. And I feel like, you know, everybody's just along for the ride at this point. It's like, why not cash in? Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, in the end, I feel meh. Did you have an IRL moment? I feel like when I was watching this, I had one, and then I completely lost it. Well, you started to talk about Miss Dooley. Uh, only that I watched the original in Miss Dooley's class, but if you have a Miss Dooley uh, story, please. No, I don't. I was just going to say, other than the fact that our accents are similar, I got nothing. <laughs> um... Yeah, I thought there was one line that oh, I... Oh, 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 oh. I, this is just me. I can never not hear I feel pretty and not think of anger management. I thought the same thing, to be honest. I'm so happy. You we were just talking about this, weren't, didn't we? Yeah, that scene is golden. <laughs> fucking, it's fucking cinematic gold. Jack Nicholson is so damn goofy, and you see this goofy ass shining style face going la 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 la, and I'm like, this is absurd. It's so fantastic. I agree. That is, I don't remember much of what happens in that movie, but that scene sticks out in my mind. I it's forever living rent free in my brain. I can't say that that is my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but it's not. It's not. Wedding Singer is probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. But um, that's definitely, that scene does stick out in my head as one of the best scenes between Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. Just, (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Uh, Just the music in this musical in general is fantastic. Because, again, Maria sticks out in my head. 
uh, I like to be in America, um, I feel pretty. Um, the Jet song. To, to, I always mess up the Jet song in my head. Like I can never get the lyrics right. Everyone does. I have some kind of mental block where I just don't say the lyrics properly. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Yes, those are it, which I want to say when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, jet, jet till the end is what I my brain jumps to. Is that like another verse? It could be. Maybe. I don't know at all. I don't know at all either. Um, I also like Two Night Tonight. It's a great, great film, great musical. And that's it. Yeah, I think I think that is it. I think we did it. I have three percent left on my batter on my computer. We did it. Heck yes, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so let us know what you think. We're so excited for the Oscars. More information on that to come. You know what? I don't know what we're doing. No. I'll just be completely transparent. I'm getting married the week after that, so I don't really know what the hell's going on. We don't know. Don't hold us to anything, please. We got a lot going on. Oh, my God, do we have a lot going on. But we still want to hear from you. So message us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey, It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Class Sixtina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email with reviews and requests at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog Beer, Coffee, Donuts, and the YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.